This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host and your friend, Stacey Ray, and I am so thrilled to be bringing you another episode today. It is episode number 34 with Nicole Lynn, and this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. For the show notes of this particular episode, and in every other episode, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash 34 radio or the other episodes number and radio. So if you are not already kicking it over on the show notes page, it's generally the place to be. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, you're probably just going to head over there. You can listen to the episode right on that page. You're also going to find the links that we mention throughout our conversation, points to listen for, other awesome stuff, as well as Nicole's contact details because... Let me just uh, let me just let you know this. You are definitely going to want to chat with her after this deep dive conversation. She is so so amazing and has so many insights to share. So, just you will hear me talk about it in the conversation. But I actually had a session with her prior to us recording this podcast, and it was so informative, so transformative, and really, really helpful. So I would encourage you to totally reach out to her. She's amazing. So we also love to hear from you. If you love this episode, of course, if you have a question or if you have something that you want to say, share, feel free to reach out. This podcast is really about you and we love to keep the conversation going. And of course, if you know somebody in your life that would benefit from this conversation, share this out, maybe pop a review on iTunes. All of these things really help get these messages out and create more ripple effects from this conversation. So thanks for being that woman. You know what I mean? So this combo is full, like chock full, like full to the brim of awesome points, real understandings of the feminine and masculine and how these play out in our lives. And I know because I have been exploring this for a long time. There are many different conversations going on about this. It's almost been really explored a lot in some of my community and social circles. So we, you've probably heard of this idea before. There's probably been some explorations that you've heard before popping up around this topic. It's definitely really up at the moment. And this generally, like, just to be totally honest with you, was one of the most thought-provoking conversations I've had or heard about the feminine and masculine energies. So Nicole really brings a very refreshing, a very grounded, and yet uplifting and inspirational conversation. And she she really take, like kind of shifted a lot of ideas that I had and the understandings of masculine and feminine energies in our own lives. And she also shares her own journey really honestly. I share some about my journey as well. And she really went from this whole corporate masculine focused world to now in her dream coaching business called Soul Goal Guide. Can we just say that's like the cutest name ever too? So if you are a woman who is curious about this idea, about this topic. Maybe you're wanting to embrace more of the feminine in your life. Maybe you want to understand it better, understand where you're at. Or I mean, heck, if you just want to listen to a fascinating conversation, this is for you. 
And I want to tell you a little bit more about Nicole Lynn before we jump into it. So you get an idea of her spectrum of knowledge and and the work that she's doing in the world. So Nicole Lynn is a Reiki master. She's also a spiritual strategy coach for high performance entrepreneurs and couples. And she is the creator of soul goal guide programs, membership, and private coaching to guide you on this journey of energetic transformation to truly achieve life altering soul goal level results. And she is such an incredibly lovely lady. So I know you're going to absolutely love her. So let's get into this conversation. Hey, Nicole, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so freaking excited about having this conversation with you today. We kind of been thinking about this for the past week. I know we're both a little excited. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You couldn't have said it any better. I am beyond excited to be here with you having this conversation. Yeah, I love how we just got connected through Facebook and you know, you you know when you know that people are totally your vibe and you are totally my vibe and I'm going to pick your brain a little bit today. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I am super pumped to do this. Pick awesome. away. Awesome. So before we dive into that, why don't you give us a little snapshot behind the scenes of your life? What's going on for you these days? What are you excited about? Um, I think to say that I'm excited about everything would be an understatement. I am so lit up about my life right now. And I'm so excited because as you said, we got connected on Facebook and I feel like that's a huge trend right now. I think there was something about kind of the last moon and eclipse and I'm not um, like an astrological person, but there's been a shift. Um, I've seen so many people coming into really high alignment with themselves and their life purpose. And I'm, I'm so lit up about that, um, especially because it's been happening in my life. So a snapshot would be that I'm originally from New York City. And I just moved down to Florida, Palm Beach, Florida, a few months ago. And so I have been just really my business has been gaining momentum. I'm a coach. Um, I work with high performance entrepreneurs with spiritual strategies. And I also work with couples in the same realm. And I'm just super lit up about really uh, revolutionizing the industry. And there's so many exciting things that are happening in the world that we get to be connected on through the internet. So as much as my life is about dancing and having fun and living an incredible life in Florida, a lot of my life is also online, just really experiencing it with the rest of the world. Yes. So powerful. And I know you have such an incredible story too. So let's kind of back it up for a moment and hear a little bit more about where you started with this. And can I just segue into this conversation by first saying that you gave me a session, an experience of your coaching and of, of doing this work. And holy freaking moly, you blew my mind. <laughs> you blew my mind. So ladies, just to segue into this entire conversation, Nicole, you are amazing. She shared some of her gifts with me um, last week, and I got so much out of our conversation. You're truly gifted. So let's back it up and hear more about how you got into this, where this began for you, how this story started. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure doing that session with you. Um, it's always such a, I kind of always say I have like this comedic side to myself. And I always say like, you, it takes funny to know funny. Um, because I can tell you having been like a speaker, I can do the exact same routine. And I can always tell in the audience, like some jokes land and some don't, but it takes funny to know funny. And it's the same thing with doing sessions and spiritual readings and everything that we did together. Stacey, I mean, it was just amazing. You're so open and my gifts are only a reflection on how much you wanted to get out of it. So I'm so happy I could be there with you as a guide and a channel in that session. Mm, thanks, Nicole. 
So to back it up, everybody kind of asked me how I get into such a very specific niche of uh, the world. And the simplest answer was that I was born into it. Um, I start all of my speaking events by telling the same fun fact about myself. My mom is a psychotherapist and my dad is a psychologist. So um, I always joke that it's kind of a miracle I turned out this normal. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of got brought up uh, in that personal development, uh, spiritual growth world. My mom had a near-death experience in college, so way before I was born that set her on her spiritual path. And my dad's kind of always been really open to it. So I grew up in an amazing household that really encouraged this life, uh, this type of growth and expression and um, just always being curious about the world and how it works. And really the biggest thing about me is that I don't play by any of the rules, anything that you know that I do like in our sessions, like card readings or tapping into things like the Akashic Records, which is the book of life and different um, strategies. They're all my version. Like they're all my own. It's nothing that I learned in a book. It's all things that I have experienced and developed myself first. And then if there's amazing science to back it up, that's just a bonus on top. So to just back up a little bit more, um, career-wise, I started, I grew up in New York. My parents are entrepreneurs too, and they kind of raised me half in Connecticut, half in New York. It was a really interesting life. Mm, and yes. so, of course, um, as much as I love my parents, I was that traditional teenager, wanted to get away from them. So I went to college in Boston, that three hours that's close enough that if I need them, they're there and not <laughs> close enough that if they said we were in the neighborhood, you know, kind of thing, they can't just swing by. So I was about three months into my freshman year of college and I met an amazing business coach, a woman who turned her, um, you know, six figure corporate job into an incredible lineage and, um, you know, leadership coaching business of seven figures. Um, and so she kind of took me under her wing and I learned so much. And that was how I started my first coaching business, which specialized in, um, sales and leadership and just really hardcore masculine energy, crunching the numbers. I had corporate contracts. I got screwed in corporate deals, like just that really, um, intense business background that I know, um, we talked about, uh, how much we related in that mm -hmm. kind of masculine energy world. Um, you and I both. And then I had this pinnacle moment where I had everything I wanted on paper. I, you know, had the fiance, I had the car, I was like 21, 22. I had all these different things that I had um, built up for success and goals on paper. And I had it all. And I remember I was sitting in our Gramercy apartment, um, which is on the east side of Manhattan. And it had an amazing view on the rooftop garden of the Chrysler, Bu Chrysler building and the Empire State Building. And it was a super successful sales day. And I was sitting up there watching the sunset, just thinking how unhappy I was. And it really took me a few years to just really dive in and find myself. And that's what birthed my new coaching business, which focus, focuses on the spiritual strategies and 
all those amazing things that just light us up. So that's, that's the long answer to your question. Love it. I asked for the long answer. I was hoping for the long answer. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And I love hearing about just the different cornerstones, those different points where you pivoted and you, you know, you realized and all of those little things. Cause sometimes I think we all think at one point we have to have it just figured out from the beginning. And I love that you were on the journey of, and now stepping into more of the fulfilling work you're here to do. So, wow, powerful story. Love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious because we we really connected on the whole feminine, masculine, the sort of idea that, you know, in when we're transitioning from maybe being like, you know, really in our masculine, working super hard, you know, maybe super focused on the financial piece or, you know, some of the other traits that show up as being highly masculine. And even like, in my opinion, trying to almost be like a more lovelier version of a man. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to like do, do, do and focus, focus, focus and all of this kind of stuff. Um, what is what has been your take on this as you've been on your journey and moving more into the, the work that you're doing now? How have you seen those different fluctuations and having to really trust and flow versus like work and structure? Oh, I love that question. Such an amazing question. I'm so excited to dive into it with you. Um, first I'm going to give you the short answer, which is actually kind of more of a professional view on the way that the world is right now and what we're seeing. And then I'll dive in a little bit deeper on what I've been working on and my personal experience. One of my friends is a dating coach. I specialize in couples, specifically entrepreneurial couples. And my friend who's still in Manhattan, she focuses on like CEOs and like high level executives and, and people who are dating. So they're single and they're looking for a mate. So she has a little bit of different take on, on the same realm of work that we do. So she was talking to her female clients. And they all have the same complaint. You know, Manhattan is such a huge, deeply diverse, amazing city that ev- like almost everyone has a dream to go there or experience. And yet you have all these single women who are so upset because they can't find like the good guy or the one that they want to be with for the rest of their life. And so my coaching friend said to her male clients, who of course, several different ones not connected, don't know each other. She said, why aren't, you know, men in Manhattan really dating these women? Like, why aren't you going into these relationships? Why are there so many issues right now? And all, I think she asked about eight or 10 of them. And, and all of them said the same thing, which is that it's like dating a man. And there's really amazing aspects to it. Um, One of my friends who just recently got married and had a kid and she's in her late twenties and her and boyfriend came together really fast. And it was so incredible to see one of the things that he said that he loved about her was that she was like a dude, like she could chill like a dude was his exact (laughs) phrase. And, you know, she watches the sports game. She wears a baseball hat. She drinks beer. She's like a dude in that sense. And then she also has this feminine side where she's like, you know, this, you know, Martha Stewart in the kitchen and the sexy goddess in the bedroom. And so it was both sides of her that he fell in love with. And that's really what these men were um, sharing with one of my coaching friends was that women have really um, kind of diverted to really staying in their masculine and have this very limited experience of being in their feminine right now. And that's, if you talk to I think that's part of the conversation that we're having right now in the coaching world is that when feminism happened and burning the bras and all that stuff that's so important and so needed to happen, I think we're now realizing at this stage in the game 
the sacrifice that we made as women and that was our Mm -hmm. femininity. And I think that's a lot of what you and I experienced in our early careers and in our corporate environments is how much we did sacrifice. And I think it's an amazing opportunity to now find the balance and the harmony and the connection within ourselves. So that's kind of my professional um, view on it. And I'm excited to dive into it in um, more of my personal aspect, but I didn't know, I know you have a similar experience to me, so I didn't know if there was anything you wanted to add to that on what you've seen going on um, within your uh, coaching business and your world. Yeah. Mm, I loved hearing that though. That is fascinating about (laughs) Manhattan men. Holy moly. Uh, And somehow I feel like I've almost heard like slivers of that before and how, you know, women can feel almost like we are a little bit demasculizing in relationships because we're showing up in this really stern, very powerful, very driven way, but kind of leaving out some of the more the, the feminine flow that we so naturally have. Right. And so even in our communication and stuff, it can show up a certain way. So what the way that I notice it, even just for myself, is um, my boyfriend and I are both, we both work as entrepreneurs, we're both very career focused. And it's funny that if he comes home, and I'm kind of like in my work mode still, it's like, we can't really meet eye to eye, like we kind of will just there be like a little bit of friction, kind of like we won't be able to really communicate about the day, I kind of have to like take the work hat off, and really step away at times. But what I've noticed more recently through some of the work that I'm doing is that it's almost like a um, you know, depending on where I'm coming from, that there's a different level of connection with my partner, with men in the world. Um, And I work predominantly with women now. And so there's been a kind of a little bit of a shift where it's not as obvious, where, you know, if he comes home, it's like, I'm still kind of in my creative flow, there might be like snippets of me really pushing towards like a launch or pushing towards something. And I'm like, a little bit more in my masculine, but that there's really, I can see it in my day to day life. And I see it a lot in my clients, kind of like what you were describing in terms of the coaching industry right now. I feel like a lot of women are coming into this place of now trusting and creating and flowing and bringing a little bit more of that creative expression into it. Uh, so yeah, I, I hear you on all those notes. And uh, I would love to hear about your personal experience of this and how this has been showing up more and more for you. Absolutely. And I love that example that you gave between you and your boyfriend. And thank you for sharing that so openly. That's such a beautiful example. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'll get into the dynamics of the masculine and feminine, but it's one of those things where when we originally kind of had this take on femininity, when we got our corporate jobs and we, you know, found financial freedom and all this power in the world, It was all this power that we thought was in the feminine, which is what we thought. We were still wearing the skirt suits instead of the pantsuits and all of that different stuff, right? They actually did a study um, back in the 1960s, really random fact that I happen to know. They did a study in the 1960s that they showed people, um, like a research study group, a woman in a skirt suit versus a woman in a pantsuit. Same exact woman. Mm -hmm. um, And they asked one question, which is, who's more successful? And everybody chose the woman in the skirt suit. It was like a a 99% study. Wow, that's so They all chose it. And so it's just an amazing tip. Like in my first coaching business, that was something that my um, coach really, I wouldn't say drilled into me, but that's what comes to mind was really being in your feminine. So it's not like we had to, we were forced to wear a uniform, but we were always encouraged to be in our feminine. And I think that's one of the things that really made my first business um, successful in such a masculine oriented world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so interesting. Huh? Yeah. And I almost like, I'm curious if you have a take on this, like why women feel that they 
they spend more time in the masculine, even in kind of knowing, because I think we all have an inner knowing that it's not super effective, but I think we're all kind (laughs) of still going there. And I'm seeing more and more female entrepreneurs who are burnt out and who are pushing and forcing and strategizing and figuring out and doing all of the sort of more masculine um, driven things. And not to say that that doesn't have a place. It's not a make wrong, but just to say like, why do you think that is that some women are really focused in their masculine and business still? I love that you asked me that question because that's a perfect segue into what I was about to share anyway. So we're so in flow. We're so in tune right now. Um, So to answer your question, why I think that is, I actually did some research on this and you know, from our spiritual session, just to bring back um, the spiritual aspect, I really wanted to be able to pinpoint in history when we lost trust in men, when women in general, um, regardless of your you know religious background or beliefs or anything, when is like a community, did women really start to not trust men? Because that for me was the pinnacle of why we all, kind of transitioned into more of a masculine. And this goes beyond, you know, the 1950s, beyond 1920s and burning bras and all the stuff that we've seen happen in the last century. It goes back even into the construct of marriage and um, kings and queens and tribes and all of this different stuff, because there's kind of like two types of um, feminine that you can think about. And I'll give the example of dancing. One of the things that I did to really step in my feminine recently was to start uh, salsa and bachata dancing, which is super, super fun. And I'll tell you, the most interesting thing is women struggle with the most, regardless where you are in the world. They all struggle when they first uh, learn how to let the man lead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of them. Totally. All of them. It's a common struggle. And so what happens is, you know, women are naturally more in alignment. If you ever go to anywhere, whether it's a wedding or a club or a restaurant, wherever it is, who starts dancing first, men or women? Always the women, Women, right? yeah. Yeah, we feel it. We're so much more in tune with the earth. And I could go into a deep spiritual channeling about why that is and all that, all the examples of that in the world, but women feel it more. And so we can naturally pick up on all these things. Mm -hmm. And then we're standing there. And because in dance world, the man is supposed to lead on the dance floor, right? Mm -hmm. And so if he's not leading, you're just not moving and you're going to look silly. So then we take control and we start leading and then we're emasculating them and not allowing them their space to learn and grow and all this different stuff. And it creates quite a conundrum. Um, And so I wanted to really go back in history and pinpoint when this started happening, um, because we've seen it so many times throughout history, even before we get into, you know, the corporate world that you and I have experienced. And so for me, there was two points in history. One is when we started um, the agricultural lifestyle. That is kind of what I've spiritually pinpointed as when you create separate um separate entities, right? Like his and her roles. When you create, this is my land versus your land. When you get into that agricultural part of history, that's when we really start to see the divide and separation and the roles that women had to take on to be more masculine, to be able to keep up and to really be able to, um, 
kind of compete in a man's world almost because there was so much pressure on them. Opposed to before that, we had more of a community aspect and all the responsibilities were shared, you know, and all of the um, benefits were shared too. So that was one thing that I kind of have dived into. And my personal experience in a modern day society is, you know, growing up, um, one of the big things in my personal relationships was that I was always like the dominant female. Like if anybody were to ever ask in my relationships, everybody knew who wore the pants in my relationship. You know, you kind of, um, I'm going to use my personal family that stereotypical New York Italian mother is a stereotype for a reason, right? She's that warm, loving, nurturing, you know, glue that holds the family together. But if you try to come into her kitchen when she's cooking and she doesn't want you there, she has no problem (laughs) laying down the law, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I got the visual, just just so you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so if you think about it, right, and I'm, you know, I I don't, I don't mean to insult anybody. um, And this is, Personally, from my experience, right, when you have that really, um, that firm, you know, mother that runs the house kind of thing, what does that do to the husband? Then you get these Tony Sopranos, right, who are out in their everyday jobs and, you know, lives who are super hyper masculine and like, you know, the modern day versions of having to like kill people and not have any emotions about it. And they have this strong feminine side that doesn't have a place to play. And so that's how Tony Soprano ends up in therapy, which was an amazing genius take on that type of world in this part of um, culture where he needs a place to be able to express his feminine side since he can't do that at home. And there's just so many different examples throughout life on it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that. That really just connected some dots for me, too, as you were saying that. I was like, wow, okay. And then we see the more hyper-masculine showing up outside in the world, and then obviously the the lack of being able to express the feminine. Wow. Okay. So connecting some dots here. Love it. And so when you think about this and like, I want to hear about your personal experience and now how you're doing your business, too, because I I really hear that there's been a shift for you. And because you're really feminine, I get this real sense of this, this fun flow femininity that comes through you. And how was that transition for you? Like, as you started to bring that more into the work that you're doing, what kind of results did you start to notice? What did you start to notice in in the actions you took, etc.? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Amazing question. So to kind of continue the story, what happened was I, and this is kind of a huge thing in the dating world right now too, which is, you know, single women will say, how come all the guys that I want don't want me? And all the guys that do want me, I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is, you know, we have this inner push pull where we're trying, the thing that we want the most is also the thing that we fear, which is connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've associated, especially as a culture right now, so much pain and um, hurt with connection. So as much as we say we want it, we also, as a culture, tend to push it away. So what happened for me was, right, as a strong, dominant female in my masculine, I attracted a lot of men who were in their feminine. <laughs> right. And then I switched that up and I was like, all right, I'm done doing that. And so then I attracted a man who was in his masculine And I had exactly what you described happen, which is my masculine started competing with his masculine. Mm. And I can always tell, even to this day, as much as I appreciate the compliment that I'm super in my feminine, which I am, 
I have one friend who will always trigger me back into my masculine and I'll notice it (laughs) because I'll start getting competitive with him about the silliest things, like things that don't even matter. And I'm like, all right, reminder, reminder to stay in your feminine. And so when I had broken up with um, my ex who was uh, really hyper-masculine and I was being really hyper-masculine, it was like, it was like lifting the shades off of a life. I didn't even wow. know. I didn't even know I was competing with him. I didn't even know the amount of ways I was just trying to like hold it all together for us, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was incredible to be able to see the other side of it. And that was the day that I decided to really step into my feminine. And that's, I know a lot of the complaints that I've heard from coaches that a lot of the things that we think are super feminine are actually hyper masculine. So it's kind of a tricky thing to get, right? And one of those things would be, you know, I'll give dancing as another example, which is when you're the in the feminine position, when you're the follow, that doesn't mean that the guy just gets to whip you around the dance floor like you're a rag doll, because that did happen to me. And let me tell you, went right back into that hyper-masculine mode. And the next time I had an ability to twist him around, I showed him what it felt like. And that was not the appropriate response, but he definitely (laughs) didn't um, twist me around ever again. And he was a little afraid of me, which is not the appropriate response to have in a relationship. So really being able to find a balance within yourself as a woman of the biggest thing I would say, the key word would be boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. When we're in our feminine, it's all about receiving versus hunting. And that's played a big part to answer your question about my business is when you're in a super masculine role, especially sales is an amazing example in the business world, you're used to hunting down that sales. Like you are following up in the sales world. The statistic is that you have to follow up with a lead seven times to make a sale. Like there's a, there's a percentage increase for every time you follow up. And the pinnacle, I think, of success would be around seven. And so you're used to hunting everything down. So it's a really big shift and it's a little bit unnerving when you shift your business into the feminine and receiving that clients just show up, they just inbox you. They, yeah. The leads just show up. You don't have to hunt them down, but there is that jump. Like Steve Harvey says, and so many other people talk about, there's this jump where you have to make where there's the space in between the masculine and the feminine. And you have to be okay in that uncomfortability and being able to start receiving those clients like that. It's a really interesting change in dynamic. Yes. It truly is. And I loved what you said about the boundaries. And also I heard you say trust earlier, which really piked up for me because I'm like, wow, there's an immense amount of trust that I feel is present for me when I can take that leap. (laughs) What's that been like for you? So it was an amazing experience when I first got down to Florida. I wrote about this on my personal Facebook page. And what happened was I met um, a fellow coach who is super in her feminine to the fault where she really wants to be working on her masculine. And of course, that's one of my talents. So we were talking about it and she, you know, she's intuitive like me. And she said, you really need to start dancing. You really need to start moving your body and really feeling it. And that's one of the things that I, I teach a lot in my um, groups in my courses is embodying your goals with all six senses. And of course, that was a nice reminder to me to practice what I preach. Um, and so for me, um, it was two to three hours after she and I had that conversation that I ended up going to a local, like a it's an upscale bar and lounge and just a really fun restaurant area. 
And one of my friends introduced me to this guy who within three seconds of meeting me literally pulled me out of my chair and onto the dance floor. And when they say like (laughs) the white girl who can't dance, that was like me. Like I was that stereotype, like all those girls in high school and college were like, let's go dancing. I was like, no, I'll stand in the corner and hold the bags and make sure, you know, nobody puts (laughs) anything in your drink. Like that was me in my ultra mom masculine mode. I was not about to be on that dance floor dancing. And so for him to drag me out on the dance floor to the point where it was like a movie moment, I swear, I kid you not, Stacey, like they, like there was a circle forming around us. So we had the dance floor to ourselves, and everybody was watching. And I, he's incredibly talented dancer and I had no idea what I was doing. And it was in that moment on the dance floor that he taught, taught me how to walk through fear. Wow. And that's been the biggest, most amazing thing that's ever, that's really ever just shifted my brain in the way that I work. And it's something that a lot of mentors say, there's a amazing marketing coach out in California, Mark Black, and he talks about that. He says the only difference between um, the people who are where you want to be and where you are now is that they learned how to walk through the fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an amazing reason why you want to hire a coach. That's an amazing reason why you and I wake up and love what we do every day is that we allow that space and that harmony and that connection that we can help people walk through their fears to get to the other side of what they've always wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, thanks for saying that. Wow. What an incredible story as well. How did the how did that end? Did you really get into the flow? Did you start dancing? What did, What was that like to walk through the fear in that moment and have everybody watching? So he, he is an amazing teacher. I'm incredibly grateful that the universe gave me somebody yeah. as amazing as him in that moment. It was definitely divinely guided. So first of all, he's an incredible teacher. So he was able to, have you seen the movie Hitch with um, Will Smith? Yeah. Speaking of dating coaches, yeah. right? Love that so he, in the movie Hitch, Will Smith um, teaches Kevin James. He's like, here's where mm. you are. Like, <laughs> like left, right, like 10 to like, you, you know, he's just like, he's teaching him very simple. And that's exactly what he did on the dance floor with me in that moment. So we were able to pull it off and make it look really good. And by the end of the night, um, I had gotten the information of the dance studios where he learned how to dance and I've been going ever since. And it's been really fun because now I've had the opportunity now that I'm a little bit more skilled that I can dance with him and keep up on the dance floor with him, which has been an amazing accomplishment for me and do it in my feminine and and look, uh, you know, beautiful and sexy and flawless. That was a huge goal of mine. So in the moment, the way that I describe it in my post, it was really unnerving for me just to get serious for a moment because you're talking about a man who could see me completely. And especially in the corporate world, especially growing up in New York, especially being in your masculine, you have this facade that you put on because you have to. Mm -hmm. And there was no amount of sarcastic jokes. There was no amount of diversions that could take him off of really seeing who I was and how afraid I was and really seeing who I was inside and out. And that was one of the scariest and most liberating moments for me to know that he could see me wholly and completely and that it was okay. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful example of that. Thank you for sharing that story. Cause I know that that's, you know, those moments when we, when we go through that, it can be really vulnerable to share, you know, the thick of it, what we were truly feeling. And I think that's such an important share as well. I think we can all hear something for ourselves in there as well. So thank you for sharing that. 
And after that point, as you have integrated this dance, because I feel like it's not just that you're dancing in the class, you're like dancing in your business, dancing in your life, you know, dancing in your relationships now. What have you noticed since then has shifted for you? I would say just the magic of receiving, you know, there's different mantras that we can say for ourselves. And one of the mantras that I've had is that I make friends wherever I go. So I, we all get into that like safety precaution of like, I need that one girl, especially as women, we need that one girlfriend to go to the club with us, or we need like that one girlfriend to go pee, right? Mm -hmm. Those are like the stereotypes, (laughs) but they're a stereotype for a reason, right? Which is that, you know, we want that safety and comfort. And the way that I started making friends uh, here in Florida, I knew pretty much no one when I came down, everything was from scratch, um, especially social life wise. And so being in my feminine, it was a really amazing way to people to meet people. He could not have pulled me onto the dance floor if I was in my masculine and I had my big like, you know, sign that said like F off, you know, Mm -hmm. on my forehead, which is what used to happen when I would go to these clubs, even with my friends. Um, And so just being able to receive, I've had so many people take care of me. So many people invite me to have dinner with them to, you know, share a bottle of champagne. I mean, the amount of magic that's come into my life because I've been open to receiving it has been incredible. And of course, that's translated in my business too, just as, you know, referrals. Everybody asks me like, what do you do for marketing? And do you do funnels and everything? And I believe in organic connections. I always have. That's how I ran my first business. Um, And that's how I'm running my second business in the sense that everything is by referral. Everything is by organic connection. None of this, you know, sales. And if that works for you, that's great. But that's just not how I choose to run it, especially in the feminine it goes back to like, I go into that hunter mode where I have to, you know, hunt down the lead. Yeah, got it. Cool. Love hearing that. And like, we were talking a little bit about percentages and stuff last uh, in our in our conversation. What are you what do you notice? Because I, I noticed that also one of the kind of masculine aspects of me is like swing the pendulum. It's all or nothing, <laughs> like all in or all out black or white. And so I've noticed that there's like this beautiful practice of like finding that that percentage, that magic little dance between the masculine and feminine. What is what is your take on that? What is your kind of experience in that in that sense of finding the that kind of happy spot, the mojo spot? I love this question. And you're like diving into my like deep behind the scenes energetic practices with the couples that I work with, which is so fun because that's why I love doing podcasts because you get all the you know, behind the scenes secrets that you're not going to find on my website or, you know, just like, you know, (laughs) bannered out there for the world to see. So for me, everything that I do, like I said, comes from a place of experience or channeling from the divine. And so when I got, first of all, let me just preface by saying I was like determined not to be a life coach or work anywhere in the emotional space, if you can get my drift of where I was coming from, right? So when I kind of got all the clues and the pieces that were coming together, um, that I was going to be working with couples, that I was going to be working in this space, um, I did a whole channeling on how the program would work because I didn't want it to be traditional couples, uh, you know, therapy, marriage counseling. I play by totally different roles. So I channel the whole program. And part of that channeling was, like you said, the energetic percentages between the masculine and feminine. And so for me, it comes down to a, a 60-40 split is what I usually see behind the scenes on an energetic level between my couples. And again, regardless of whether they're you know, a heterosexual couple or not, 
whoever plays the more feminine role is going to be 60% feminine and 40% masculine. And then the same thing with uh, the man or the more male role in the relationship is he's going to be 60% masculine and 40% feminine. And so what's really interesting, I met a couple the other week when I was out and I noticed in their energetics, they were both very, very open. So I could read their energy and energy really easily. And they were reversed. So she was 60% masculine, 40% feminine, and he was, you know, 60% feminine, 40% masculine. And they're super happy married couple. But there was just this one little key aspect of their relationship. And I'm going to simplify it by saying um, confidence slash control. And if she was willing to give up that 10% of masculinity in terms of what it meant in their relationship of confidence and or control, and she was willing to give that to him, then she would be giving a 10% change in their relationship. He would be giving a 10% change in the relationship by receiving that. And you would have an overall 20% shift, which would dramatically change their relationship. So that's kind of some of the energetic stuff that I do behind the scenes when I'm working with my clients. Mm -hmm. And I like how it's, it, it gives you that, you know, subtle kind of explanation too. Cause even as you were describing that, I was like, you know, we might consider that us being confident or that kind of sense of being in control might be a positive thing. And it is a positive thing, but being able to kind of look at it and go, okay, even if you could just give up this little percentage, it's not like you need to change who you are or, you know, go through all of this work to be able to be this. It's, it's really about just looking at that small little pivot, that small little shift, giving up a little bit of that control, which I think all women we secretly want (laughs) is to give up a little bit of that. And, you know, I think there's this beautiful example, as you were describing that, I'm like, wow, just even that um, just feels not complex. It feels really simple, like a simple shift that we could all make. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things that um, one of my more recent business coaches taught me. She said that people love complicated answers for complicated problems. (laughs) And that's really the epitome of how I don't work, right? I always really keep it simple and easy. And that's the thing when we talk about, I get so many questions about how to break patterns and family cycles and relationship cycles and all that different stuff. And the thing about patterns is, and this goes into dream interpretation too, is that the underlying pattern, regardless of you're dating the same type of man, or he's totally different, or totally the same, it all goes down to those emotional and vibrational Um, cycles and patterns. And so again, her fear, let's take this couple from last week, you know, her fear and giving up that control, um, how much it would dramatically allow him to be more in his masculine and, and really to get what she wants from the beginning, which is to feel safer. Mm -hmm. It's just that she feels the way to feel safer is by her being in control. That 10% shift would really help her to feel even more safe by having him empowered in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Thanks for saying that. Beautiful. That landed for me a little bit too. I was like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. So let's pivot a little bit because I want to hear like, I know that you are practicing this. Like you said, there's some, I'm sure there's some juicy secrets behind the scenes of how you practice this on a daily basis. Like, what are some of the ways that you recognize or distinguish these different these different spaces that you're coming from and practice being more in either of them? How does that sort of play out for you daily? So for me, I would go back to what I say um, that I teach a lot 
which would be embodying your goals with all six senses. Now, most people know about the five senses. I consider the sixth sense, not the movie, but, um, you know, the intuitive part of it. Um, and when you have all of those things lined up, it makes it easier. There's this um, concept called be, do, have, that you have to be the person to do the things, to have the things that you want. And a lot of people get it reversed and they start doing the stuff to be the person, but then they don't start being the person and they get frustrated. So they don't have the stuff. Does that make sense? Did that, <laughs> did totally. that all play out? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so for me, um, and it's funny because some of my strong-willed clients and I go back and forth on this concept, but there is an amount that if you aren't feeling comfortable to start being that person, sometimes you do need to reverse it a little bit and start doing some things. But the whole point is to not rely on it because then you're just somebody doing those things, right? Um, like, you know, wearing professional baseball clothes every day. If you're not practicing, being a professional <laughs> baseball player is not going to get you there, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> and so I always talk about embodying it in all six senses. So really just so silly, silly things, um, trade secrets of the coach, right? So my most recent perfume uh, no, no shameless plugging here would be bombshell by Victoria's secret. That's just my most recent perfume that I got. And every morning I wake up and I spray it on and I remind myself that I am wearing bombshell perfume by Victoria's secret because I am a bombshell, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with my bombshell bra. And, um, it's interesting because just to give you a little fun sneak peek into my life, the perfume I had before that, I promise I'm not a Victoria's secretaholic. It just happens to be the topic of this conversation. The perfume that I had before that was Tease by Victoria's Secret, and I wanted to buy it again, but I knew that I couldn't affirm for myself every morning waking up that I'm wearing this Tease perfume because I'm a Tease, right? <laughs> so all these like subtle things that we remind ourselves, especially when we're embodying our goals with all six senses, you know, going the extra mile, all of my friends that are super in their feminine, they look amazing every day. And they're married and, you know, they're happy in their marriages. Yes, but they don't wear those clothes for their husband. They don't mm -hmm. put on the makeup for themselves or to impress the moms, you know, at school that they see. They do it always for themselves. And that goes back to, um, you know, the great generation um, who was my grandparents, um, people that would be like in their hundreds right now. Um, they always dress to the nines with gloves and hats and everything not because of society's pressure to look a certain way, but because that's how they showed respect to themselves. And so I think there's all these little things that we do on a daily basis that either empower us or disempower us. And I think if you listen to a lot of the conversation that high-level coaches are having right now, they simply don't do things that don't light them up. And I've, I've literally been really working on that very hard because like you, I'm very detail-oriented. I'm very responsible. I come from that. You can do it all. I can fit it all in one day. I promise I can get it done. <laughs> but it's all of those things that don't light you up. So really letting go of, you know, when I'm in a relationship, I love letting him take out the trash. I can't even tell you, Stacy. Love it. <laughs> love it. Go be manly. Go be thing. dirty. Go. Yeah. All the way. Um, same thing with anything tech wise. You know, my, I have a different website designer who's super feminine and I have a website builder who's super masculine. And so really embracing what our different goals are and our different, um, 
who we embody as a person. Like I love my website builder. He's so technical. He's so um, proficient in that masculine energy world. And, you know, he could design a website for me, but it wouldn't be that feminine flowy energy that I get from my designer who could be so could not be bogged down by coding it all day, yeah. <laughs> but she's so happy to design these happy, pretty, beautiful pieces of art that we call website and allow him to sit there all day and do his thing, which is code it. Um, and they play off each other so well, um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. There was something that you said that made me giggle a little bit when you said, um, you know, these people just don't do things that don't light them up, which I've been really, that's been really up for me as well. Cause I feel like when, when something really lights us up, we show up, you know what I mean? And it's like fully in that embodiment. <clears throat> and you said, I've been working really hard at that. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, I've been working really hard at doing things that don't, at not doing things that don't light me up. And I kind of giggled cause I was like, that feels so hilarious to hear both of us say that in our own minds. Like, I'm working really hard at, you know, doing, not doing the things that don't light me up, which feels almost like kind of masculine versus the feminine again. It's like, I'm working really hard at being more feminine is kind of what I was thinking in my own head, which sounds hilarious because I catch myself doing that all the freaking time, like all the time. And absolutely. And it's, to me, I'm like curious about that piece because we've, we've dived in so many juicy directions in this conversation around this. And I'm curious what you think about like, as you start to experience this more, the lure to like bring yourself from the masculine in certain times, like and back into the feminine, especially because we have we know this idea of like we're we're all on a mission. We want to make things happen. You know, you're you're you know out there in the world. You're working hard. You're doing the thing, working in flow, but also working hard. But like, you know, what is your take on um, really being able to? Uh, I'm trying to get the right words here. <laughs> I'm not working hard at that though, I promise. Um, like, what is your take on actually being able to run your business and live your lifestyle from the same sorts of percentages? So, you know, showing up in your business and being, you know, similar in the sense in how you show up in your life and your masculine and feminine. So it's not like this kind of glitching back and forth, but more of this like just real embodiment of who you are and how you show up in your work and your play. Does that make sense? Amazing. Yeah, totally. On the same board. Love how it, it played out um, in the way that you questioned it. It's amazing. I love it. So I love what you said about glitching because this has been a huge hot topic for most of my clients, especially my female clients this week, is that when we start to tap into our feminine, like you said, you caught me, right? Like I'm working hard to not be in my masculine, basically. I'm really working hard to step into my feminine. And it goes back into that be do have, right? The do is the masculine part. The be is the feminine part, right? And so we do, and this is, like I said, what I get um, caught up in with my very strong-willed clients is that there's that little bit of do, that little bit of masculine to really bump you into your feminine, right? Mm, And so reminding myself... um, to that it's okay to be safe in my feminine because that's a huge hot topic that um, we won't dive into today necessarily but really the reason why we've abandoned the feminine is because it doesn't feel safe yeah and so really that's why I say that's why I use the phrase I'm working hard to and I own it because it is a daily commitment and it is Mm. a daily choice that I make to feel safe in my feminine 
And it's such an empowering part of the process. So I totally own that. And I love that you, that you caught that and pointed that out. Um, because it's such a key piece is that when we're embodying these goals, we have to own walking through the fear. We have to own that we're, we're actively working to empower ourselves in our feminine and that it's okay and that we're safe in it. And then to answer your other part of the question, which is kind of how those energy dynamics play out. I love when people have a separate business name for their company versus themselves. You'll see like a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs in the world, their branding is around their name. Mm-hmm. And you have Lady Alpha, which I love. And so what happens is when you have a separate entity beyond your name, you can feel into that energy a lot more easily. And yeah. so what happens is you can play with those energy dynamics. So yes, running a business is going to require that 60, that same 60, 40 split. But as a business owner, especially as a woman, you have the opportunity to delegate those masculine aspects of your business, which is why I have an amazing masculine coder Mm -hmm. and website builder. (laughs) And same thing when I was thinking about, you know, going into podcasting and all the technical stuff, that's an amazing job for a man. You know, any of my lights or my cameras or sound, all of that stuff, I'm always, I have my, my tech guru guys. And that's not to say that women aren't amazing at it too, because they are. That's just how I choose to balance the energy dynamics in my business so that I can play the feminine role. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. There's a medium named uh, Tyler Henry. He's the Hollywood medium. He has a TV show on E. Mm -hmm. And his, if you look at the way he runs his business, he has an assistant. He, he's masculine. Um, but he's very tap. He's a man. I should have said he's a man, but he's very tapped into his feminine side. And so he has this fabulous assistant who's a woman, but is very tapped into her masculine side. And so basically, because his clients are celebrities and because of the work he does, he never knows anything about these appointments before he shows up. So his team, you know, I'm sure it's more than just his assistant. I'm sure it involves an agent and everything like that. So his whole team, which is very masculine energy, handles all the business stuff for him. I'm sure he doesn't touch like any of it. All he does is show up for those appointments. Now, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and a lot of preparation um, that's a given, but for the most part, he's in his feminine and he just shows up with those clients. And that's a lot of what I've been seeing my female entrepreneur clients do too, which is that they're really only spending about 10% of their business actually in their, their masculine. They're really letting it flow from their feminine And they're allowing other men on their team to be able to handle that masculine part of the business that needs to be handled to run a successful business. Mm -hmm. Mm, Love that. And if you ever launch a podcast, I'd love to know. (laughs) (laughs) I think you would completely kill it. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that compliment. And uh, I really, I have to give you so many props because I looked into it and I'm, it was it's incredibly time and just everything intensive. So huge props to you for making this happen. If you've never looked into what it takes to make a podcast, it's a a lot of work. So uh, it's definitely not something for me right now. It's not something that lights me up. I love sharing this space with you um, and being able to be a guest uh, always makes me feel amazing. So I love being in this space in a a different way. Yeah, I so hear you on that. When I first looked at it, I was kind of like, 
I really felt it out. And I'm, I'm actually really acknowledging myself because I really made it easy. I made it easy for myself. I do outsource a couple things. But for the most part, I just really streamlined it because I'm with you on that. I'm like, subtly, there's a lot of that, like, do what feels good <laughs> going on over here. So yeah, I have loved this conversation so much getting to pick your brain and hear more about this. You have brought so much knowledge and different insights and ideas for us to take on around this. So thank you so much for all the different the spaces that you went in this conversation because there was some real gold in here. And I'd love to hear like if there's anything that you want to close out with anyone like anything that you feel like maybe if the listeners are going, Oh, yes, this is so me. I've so been dancing a ton in my masculine or so been dancing a ton in my feminine. I'm really getting this vibe. What do you want to share with them or what do you want them to really know as we close out this conversation? Um, The biggest thing that I would say when I do talk about my experience being in my masculine, you know, it's one of those things where I, I was totally aware of it and I had totally surrendered to it and I was loving it. Like, I was there to like out hunt, out sex, out perform, out everything, man. Like it was like, he can do it. I can do it better kind of thing. And I loved it and I reveled in it. And to really go through the process of making the shift has been such a transformative, transformative experience in getting to know myself. So if there's any women out there who are still in that corporate, I know you do amazing work helping women transition from their corporate nine to fives. So any women who are still in that space, the biggest thing that I would encourage them to really look within themselves to find is who they want to be. And if being in that mode lights them up, that's amazing. We definitely need women in their masculine in this world, Mm -hmm. um, as long as it's something that works for them. And then for the women who are in the middle of transitioning, you know, really just owning that it's okay and it's safe to really transition into the feminine because there's so many things that we cling to as women in the masculine that make us feel safe. And I think it's such a powerful transformative moment when we surrender and give that up and the amount of things that we are filled up with and find because of that is incredible. So thank you again so much for having me and allowing me the space to share and connect with your audience and connect with you. Um, It's been an amazing moment on my journey. Mm, Thank you so much, Nicole. What a pleasure. And how would you love people to reach out to you? What is what is the best way for them to connect with you? And I really encourage you to get connected with Nicole. Holy moly, you are so such a bright light and so so amazing to connect with and so knowledgeable and gifted and generous with your gifts. And I just absolutely love what you're up to. So I would absolutely encourage the listeners to get connected with you. What is the best way to do that? Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love getting connected with people who want to get connected with themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you'll put all the links um, available for your listeners. Absolutely. But the two best ways are um, my website, soulgoalguide.com, which I'm sure you'll have spelled out for them. Mm-hmm. And then also on my personal page, Facebook page, which is facebook.com um, forward slash Nicole Seelin, which again, I'm sure you'll have spelled out for them. Those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. And I love love cannot say this enough. I promise you are not bothering me with your questions. I love connecting with people. I love hearing different experiences. I know Stacy, you and I are on the same page as far as kind of like our journeys here on earth. And I know there's so many people who have had different experiences, women who started out in their feminine and gone into their masculine and vice versa. And so I welcome all and I'm excited to hear your points of view. I'm always researching stuff. So I love to hear what other people are working on. Um, and of course, if you're interested, in any coaching, 
um, that's also available for your listeners too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nicole. And absolutely all the links to reach out to Nicole are on the show notes. So make sure you go there. And also like exactly what you just said, reach out with questions, you know, engage. This is a real conversation. We're real people. You can connect with us after the show. So let's keep the conversation going because it's such, such a big one. So thank you again, Nicole. And just as we're closing out, we have the final, you know, fill in the blank statement of the, of the show, which is if you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. I was going to hum a little tune, but I didn't want to be distracting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You cut out for a moment. What did you say, Stacey? Oh, did I? Oh, I said um, the last fill in the blank is if you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Empower yourself. Yeah. Boom. Love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. You're epic. You are and so welcome. So loved having you on the show. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for keeping the conversation going. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>